everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Kyle with me. We want to welcome back Brett after a little bit of a break. Welcome back, Brett. What's up? It's good to be back. And we have a very special guest making his debut on the Engage to Flourish podcast, someone that has been listening a little bit. So we wanted to invite him on as a special guest. Welcome, Dylan. Welcome, Dylan. Hi. The one and only... So Dylan, we've been talking a little bit about you in the past few weeks because, you know, some of the things that you've been sharing at home about your Christian club have been really uh, encouraging for people and people have been excited about some of the things that we've been talking about. So we wanted to bring you on and since you have a day off of school today and share a little bit. Uh, so what has been impactful for you about Christian club at school? Uh, well, we talk a lot about parts of the Bible and we like to do trivia like, what's your favorite trivia question that you guys have been asked so far? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> do you do pretty good at the trivia? No. No. <laughs> it was cool. You were sharing with me that, um, how you decided to sign up. How did you decide to sign up for a Christian club? So I've got a group of friends and went during cr club rush, um, we w walked around and decided to join the Christian club. All of you guys together? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good that you have a good group of friends that you can join Christian Club together with. Yeah, so you, you told me it takes place um at lunch. So you spend your lunch going to, uh, was it on Fridays you said? Yeah. On Fridays, that that's cool that you um, take that time that you could have free, but to devote it to Christian Club. And hopefully um, you're able to bring some of that stuff to the forge. Help me out. <laughs> And you've had to kind of change your, your eating schedule to fit Christian Club too, huh? Yeah. So can you share a little bit about that? So normally I eat at school, like I eat the foods that they give us. But because Christian Club is during lunch, I've been having to like bring like a protein bar or something. Mm, so that you can have it with you? Yeah. Yeah, because they don't give you all enough time to go get lunch and then come to club. Oh. He's got to go straight to club, right? So he's been having to change or he's ha been having to rush to get food just to make sure that he's able to eat. Or there's been times where he's actually skipped lunch, huh? Yeah, because the lines are like really long. Mm. So it takes like 10 minutes to get lunch. Yeah, so that's cool that you've been able to even say, I'm willing to skip a meal so I don't miss the club. It's commitment. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. So Dylan, uh, a, a few episodes ago, we talked a little bit about uh, one of the times you went to Christian Club and they passed out bracelets and on the bracelet said, live differently. And we kind of shared a little bit about how you, when you were coming home, told me that it was missing something. Can you share a little bit about that experience and why you thought it was missing something? Yeah. So the bracelet said, live differently. And I thought that it was leaving something out, like... I thought it was supposed to say live differently of God because live differently can mean like many different things like hmm. changing your food schedule, changing your sleep schedule, like can mean so many different things, but changing your haircut. Yeah. Right? But like, because it's Christian club, I think it should be saying live differently with God. Hmm. I think that's true. That, that's a, that's some pretty good wisdom coming from you and being able to spot that out. Yeah, it's good insight because, you know, you're going to hear information just as you grow up. You're going to have to decipher, like, is it a truth? Is it a partial truth? Is it missing something? Does it just make me feel good, but it's not true? 
So that's good that you uh, caught that you caught that on your own. Good job. And lastly, before you, we have you sign off, one of the things that you mentioned to me uh, recently was that you were a little bit bummed out that you're going to have to wait two years for another retreat. So what was it about this retreat that you felt was special, and what are you looking forward to for the next time? It was fun, like co- the collaboration during the events and snacks. <laughs> oh, that's because Uncle Brett, supposedly I heard, brought a lot of candy. <laughs> Yeah, they were giving me a hard time that uh, I make it a point that we don't have any more snacks because we're not little kids. But they were like, come on, we have to have something. So I bring <laughs> stuff every now and then. And then I retreat. I, I I went above and beyond for them just so I could bring stuff in the future too. Yeah. Yeah. So was, it, was it was it cool to sit in for all the sessions and with all the adults? Or how, how was that for you? Yeah, I liked a couple of the sessions. Um, Pastor Barry's session, I felt like, it was a bit more for the adults. Mm-hmm. Like they were talking more adult language and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was, it was good that we got to have time to talk on our own as a group. And I feel like you guys all, I mean, did a good job of paying attention and absorbing what you could because I told you guys to at least remember like one or two things that you could bring back to our discussion and all of you guys did. And so I was very proud that we were able to do it that way. Is there anything you're looking forward to on the next retreat? More snacks. More <laughs> snacks. All right. Duly <laughs> noted. Well, you know, Uncle more Brett games. could Uncle Brett more could games. bring more snacks every week and not just <laughs> wait till retreat for that. But you're gonna be a couple years older on next retreat. You might have other responsibilities yeah. at the next one. Yeah, you can step up to to new and new and greater things. Mm-hmm. Or maybe next retreat you'll be in magnetic and not in the forge. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I want to do my own forge retreat. So we'll see if we can make that happen. All right. You heard it here on the podcast. Brett is saying that there could potentially be a forge retreat coming I, up. I didn't. I just heard there's going to be one. So, <laughs> I, hey, Brett, what's the date? <laughs> well, okay. I guarantee there will be a forge hangout okay, at my okay. house. The retreat, it will be a work in progress. Okay, there you go. <laughs> All right. How do you feel about that, Dylan? Uh,. Excited? <laughs> you don't sound wow, excited. I, know. Like, <laughs> I have to think about it. <laughs> so Dylan is a little nervous to be on here, but you're doing a good job, Dylan. So thanks for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks for coming on, Dylan. <laughs> you're welcome. Glad to be here. Okay. So Dylan might hang around a little bit. We told him that he only had to participate in the beginning, but we might have him hang around. And if he has something he wants to share as we continue this episode, well, he'll just let us know. Okay, so we are continuing our series on God's amazing kingdom, and we wanted to continue by sharing a little bit about some of the things that we talked about, or Pastor Sam talked about, because he was our most recent sermon. And one of the things that really stood out to me in what he was sharing was he, he talked a little bit about the range of our identity in Christ, and I thought that was an interesting concept. So I thought we might, we might be able to start there. So Kyle, do you want to describe what that is for the people that weren't able to hear Pastor Sam's sermon? Yeah, it was the the different kind of uh, the names that we have in God's family. It can be um, servant, friend, son or daughter, heir, and uh, royal, royal priest. So yeah, it was interesting because he put them in a, a linear f- or a vertical form with like arrows like moving up like 
first you're a servant, then you're a friend. So he kind of said he was thinking of it, or he used to think of it that way. And then he showed a slide where they were linear, but not with arrows. They were just equal. But those are all different mm. kind of aspects of who we are in God's kingdom. Although so, I think I did put arrows because I, oh, I, I think I think I made the slide incorrectly. Oh. <laughs> so when he was describing it, I was like, oh, shoot, I don't think I was supposed to have the arrows see, on there. I had God's glasses on because I didn't see arrows. So I saw it the way he intended <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was it was good the way he was sharing that that insight or revelation of not seeing it like oh I have to strive to become a son or daughter or an heir or a priest in God's kingdom. It's like I am that already, but maybe I just haven't um, kind of owned that or like stepped into it or recognized it. And so yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I like the slides. I thought that really stood out to me. So Brett, you're kind of hearing this for the first time. How do you feel about that? I I think I can relate in, in the sense and in the seasons that, I, that I've been in recently is understanding my identity to a greater level and stepping into new roles, whether it be serving at church, um, being a husband, being a friend, and just having dynamics change in my life, um, understanding to a greater degree of my identity and like that range that you're talking about of how like, it's not like, oh, you earned this level, now you can be this part of your identity. It's understanding that, yeah, God has made you in this way. And so from those ways, how can you live out of who he is and who he's made you to be as a son, as a husband, as a friend, as a teacher, as a, you know, those things that, that you listed. And so it's been challenging for me, but it's been it's been really good. And I can see the fruitfulness when we continue to, um, kind of go to that resource of God and in how he's made us and go, keep going back to that well in our identity instead of like putting the pressure on myself to perform or like I need to do this just to be good or I need to do this just because this is what I'm supposed to do. It's like, no, God has called me to be a husband. So when I got to bite my tongue, God's helping me close my mouth and bite my <laughs> tongue and listen or, you know, different things in that nature. It's It's going back to that well. And so I like the idea of it being horizontal and it can all um, pull from the same spot versus if it's vertical, then it is kind of like, you kind of see it as like achievement levels almost. I really thought it was cool too how he used the example of his daughter and her vocal range mm -hmm. and being able to step in and, you know, their team needed someone to be a tenor and not someone to be a soprano because they had a lot of sopranos. And so she, because she has such a wide range, she's able to step in and, and serve the team. And I felt like that was a really cool example of how this is, can look at in, in real life, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, there might be a lot of servants. There might be a lot of friends or there might be a lot. And so it's actually a blessing for us to have such a wide range where we can step in where we're needed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we might need to be the royal priest to step into that role. and But sometimes we might need to be the servant and step into that role. And so God has given us this wide range as a blessing to us mm. so that we can help serve the body in, in such a, a, you know, fuller way so that nothing's missing, right? And so I thought that was, that was really cool because I think, you know, for other religions or other faiths where it's like you have to level up, well, there might not be people that are able to make it to the top level. So then you're going to be missing something, right? And so for us, because the way that God has made it more linear and more of a range, it's like whatever is needed in that situation, 
we should have the people that can fulfill that or to help step into that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting. This thought just popped in my head that, you know, all of those <clears throat> those five different kind of, we'll call them titles of who we are in God's kingdom, they're all in scripture. Like it says mm-hmm. that we're servants, That it says that we're friends of God and mm-hmm. all, you know, it, it specifically says that. But it's interesting because really we, we're, it's, we're just we're still just one thing. We're we're mm-hmm. one, you know, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, we're let's say we're one thing. But God uses other aspects of our society or, or other thing other roles that we see that happen around us that we can kinda he can kind of use that to kind of paint a picture of the different aspects. So it's not like mm. oh oh yeah, now we're a friend or now we're a servant, mm-hmm. but because we know what friends and servants are, and we know what sons and daughters are, we know what priests are and um, and heirs, right? So we know all those things in the physical realm. So then it helps us get a picture of of how we're supposed to operate. And really, it's a it's a spirit our spiritual um, side, and that's kind of hard to do, or it's kind of hard to grasp, you know, grasping mm-hmm. the spiritual side. But we have that physical thing, and so I like how God actually had the writers use those analogies and give them the words to to bring it down to um, make it relatable. Yeah, I think. I could relate when he talked about, you know, experiencing the heir portion or the the royal priesthood portion, how kind of growing up, I used to think, okay, I have to attain those types of things, mm-hmm. right? And and so it, it did feel like it was something that we have to strive for or achieve, but the way that he presented it, it's like, oh yeah, the, the Bible does say you are an heir, you are a royal pr- mm-hmm. priesthood, and so it's not something that we need to strive for, but it's part of who we are already. And so looking at it in this way, it was like, wow, I want to step into and experience that more for myself and not just because I'm doing it, but that's because it's who God says that I am already. I think it also lends to the idea of like when you see other people that you admire or like maybe people that you feel like are quote unquote more spiritually advanced than you are, it makes you feel like you might not be able to be those things because of in the light that you see them but the way that you can like be like them is to step into that same um title as you said right like you know sometimes i feel like i don't hear god as well as somebody or and it's like oh i wish i was like them but even though i mean in comparison that's what it may feel like but I, I feel like oftentimes when I've talked to people that I look up to or I was like, I wish I could be like them. When I talk to them, it's not necessarily like always easy or um, it just, it doesn't look the same as from my perspective. Mm. But then when they're able to share about it, it's like, oh, I can step into that. So it's like mm-hmm. obedience. Okay, I don't, I feel like I don't hear God like them, but they're like, well, I'm just trying to be obedient. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then to be like them, I need to work and be obedient. Then I can maybe, you know, feel, step into that role that I'm viewing in this certain light. And so I, it, my, my small group kind of talked about that a little bit. And it makes me think about this topic and how we see different people or um, these different titles and people excelling or doing well in them. And then we feel like, oh, we're not there yet. Or I'm not on that level like we've been talking about. But how a lot of those people would, would encourage us to know you are those things. Mm-hmm you are those things so where are, where are opportunities or times you can step into it and you'll, you'll be able to see that no you are 
a daughter, you are an heir, you are a royal priest, you are a servant, and things of that nature. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's it's cool that we are those things, right? That's truth, but there's still greater depth in each one of those. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, just because we haven't attained the depth and maturity doesn't mean that those things aren't really mm-hmm. valid for us, but we're, n- we're it might look differently or we haven't, you know, reached that depth. So <clears throat> just because I am not... Um, my my maturity doesn't allow me to operate as a royal priest as as well as maybe I, as some others. It doesn't mean that I don't have that mm-hmm. ability, mm-hmm. but my I'm, I'm limited just because of my my maturity, right? And so all of us, it it's just because we haven't experienced it or we're not there, so to speak. That it doesn't mean that it's not true. And I think even for like servant and friend seem a little bit more attainable, right? Like, oh, mm. I, I can serve, I can be a friend. But even those with maturity, there come there comes a different level of depth for mm. being a servant or being a friend. And so even as we kind of think, oh, I, I got that down already, as we mature, we're like, oh, but now I, I understand what I was seeing in somebody else. Now from this new depth I have and this maturity in God, it's like, Oh, I I was doing it from a different kind of place, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I, that's what's. It's kind of cool, but it's also kind of it can be frustrating. Our, and our journey in um, with the Lord is in maturity. It it, it can feel like it's a never ending thing because yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's cool. That then if you look at it from looking backward and seeing where you were, that's really where you you can really um, be encouraged. I think that's a great segue into something else that we wanted to talk <laughs> about. And yeah, we didn't even prep for the segue. So I, you, you guys just, we're, we're getting that good. I know. So at, at the retreat, you know, we've been kind of highlighting and spotlighting it uh, the past few episodes that we've been in a season of try something new. So at the retreat, we passed out some cards that had some ideas of just different activities that we could sign up for and participate in. And so far it's been going pretty, pretty well. I think there's some good momentum and people are getting excited about some of the different activities and get togethers that have been coming, uh, through the new, uh, try something new, but there were also a couple other categories on those cards. So we wanted to also talk a little bit about those and highlight those. So, the one that we were talking about for this episode is go a little deeper. So it's kind of cool that you guys started talking about the depth and experiencing these things in a, in a deeper, more full way, because really that's part of the heart of our church is that people can really experience the fullness and the depth of who God made them to be and not just kind of a glimpse or a taste of it, but we want people to really experience the fullness. So kind of in this vein of this range of our identities from servant, friend, uh, son or daughter, heir, and royal priesthood, you know, some of us might be experiencing one or maybe two of those, but God wants us to experience the fullness of that. And so as we recognize that there is more depth to them, we also recognize maybe there are some things that are roadblocks or, or hindrances for us to experience that. And I think that's really what the, the go deeper section of the direction that we're going as a church is is to help us is to help eliminate and remove some of those obstacles and roadblocks so that we can experience more fullness in in our identity. Mm-hmm. So Kyle, since you're on the deliverance <laughs> and prayer ministry teams, that was one of the ones that's on yeah. the card. Would you like to share a little it's, bit? It's about been really good because I know a little bit overwhelming for Jody, a lot of signups after the retreat, but it's really good because people are pursuing that and 
yeah, you know, we see it a lot in the in the prayer ministry sessions that there's often a, a some kind of blockage, and so that either affects people connecting with the Lord, or even after they connect with the Lord, it just there's something that's keeping them um, either from hearing truths or they're believing lies, or there's different things. But it's interesting in those sessions, once those things are dealt with and removed, they could be unforgiveness, they could be sin, there could be generational things, there could be a lot of different things. And a lot of times it seems like they're kind of minor, but once they're dealt with and kind of cleaned up, then the Lord actually can, um, that the, the connection is sort of restored and that they're able to receive from the Lord. So, um, yeah, just a, a little a little plug for the, the prayer ministries. I know for people that haven't done it, it might sound uncomfortable or weird or you don't know what to expect, but God always meets them right where they're at and what they can handle, and it doesn't go deeper than, than they're ready for, but it's always so much fruit. And that's the cool part is, you know, as a team, we debrief after, and we're always amazed, like, oh, we didn't see it going this way, or it was so cool when you said this because I was sensing that. And and then the, even the people, they debrief with us just briefly, and they say, oh, it was really interesting how it went this way. I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's really about getting rid of the blockages. That's really what the prayer ministry things are. It's getting rid of that kind of stuff so that way when you're in a small group or you're in a discipleship or a tea huddle type uh, environment, you're going to be able to receive more. You're going to be able to mature in a way that you wouldn't have been able to if those things were still there. Yeah, I, I've I've done a couple of different prayer uh, sessions and ministry things, and it, I think it can seem intimidating, but really, like even the the people that are part of the team, they understand that there's some of those intimidation factors or fears, but as much as the the goal is to help um you know get rid of those blockages it's i don't want people to think that it's like you're signing up and then they're just going to try to find dirt on you and get <laughs> no, rid of it no. like the team genuinely cares about you mm-hmm. and so the way that they get to those areas of of prayer or things that get discovered it's not like a it's not probing yeah right? it's not like it's it's totally yeah, it's almost like, in a way, hands off, mm-hmm. and them, yeah, like in, interceding on your behalf and what they're saying, and and because if you have a block, you know they want to give you insight to okay, how can we, you know, from point A to point B, if there's a block, how do we help you mm-hmm. get to that point? And and so it's not as I mean, it could get crazy, I guess, but it's in my experience, it hasn't been as crazy or extreme as you probably would assume, and. I'm sure the the enemy wants you to think that so that you stay away from it. But really, it's it's, I mean, who doesn't want more prayer or or blessings or um, people to speak into you and 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 give you tools or ways that you can um, better connect with God and and the things that He wants for you. Yeah, and no, I'm glad you went that direction because really, it's for the prayer ministers. Our job is to help the prayee get connected to the Lord, um, so they're hearing from God. And they're able to um, connect with him. And then it's really just asking, having them ask God, okay, like, what do you want to show me? Or is there, how do you see me? We ask, like, have them ask the Lord questions like that. And then 
he usually brings something up and it's it, it'll either either go to the the place that they thought they were coming for or it might go somewhere different but really it's the lord guiding the situation mm-hmm. and then they re- kind of report what's what the lord's telling them or what they're seeing or what they're feeling and then based on that like we might ask cert- have them ask the lord certain questions so we're just kind of helping them mm-hmm. get get direction but yeah it's not probing and it, that's why it's so cool cuz it's really the lord knows how yeah. how that person can handle it and what they need and so it's really it's actually kind of gentle. It yeah. is very gentle. Yeah. And yeah. I think the biggest part of it is a lot of times, and I've been there where I'm like, my parents would say, I think you should sign up. And I'm like, I'm not going to sign up right now. Like there's already a guard up, yeah. right? Even if you're like, ah, oh, I might not be comfortable. This is not for me. Like that's a, a, a guard that's up. But I feel like in doing it, part of the, the thing that God just honors is like your vulnerability and your, your willingness to just go there and lay it down for sure. Like it's not even about, you know, something super prophetic that I share or say it's like just the willingness to bring it to God's feet or the willingness to, um, come and meet with people to receive the prayer. Like I think God honors us in that too. Absolutely. And he meets you in that place and, and the ministers do such a good job of ushering in God's presence and, um, connecting with God that it's like, oh, wow, this is in certain ways. It's like, oh, this is pretty easy. I don't really have to do that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we think about going deeper and experiencing some of these things like prayer ministry or deliverance, kind of, we need to, this might be something else where we need to, um, retrain our mind, mm-hmm. right. Or train our mind to think this is for my blessing. God wants mm-hmm. to bless me and there's something that I'm there's some blessings that I'm missing out on because of these blockages or these things, and I don't want to keep those there. I want to get those out of the way so that the Lord can really bless me the way that He wants to bless me. And then, why does He want to bless us so that we can bless others, right? Mm-hmm. And so, really, it's some of these things are actually getting in the way of us receiving a blessing, and then also us giving out a blessing as well. Yep. And I think that kind of leads into where. Uh, the other major thing that Pastor Sam, or at least I felt like was highlighted in Pastor <laughs> Sam's message, was he, he was talking about spiritual GPS, mm. right? And so the ways that he's been practicing hearing the Lord's voice, even on just simple things of asking him, where do you want me to go? And how that's actually been used to bless other people in some amazing, crazy ways. So if you haven't if you haven't listened or if you haven't seen it, go check it out on our YouTube or on our, on our website. But just hearing God's voice and listening and obeying, it was pretty amazing. Some of the stories that came out of that. Yeah. I, I do have to push back a little bit on pastor Sam. So I, I know you listen to our messages. I don't know if you listen to our podcasts, <laughs> but I am, I am not directionally challenged. I, I have like my in, internal GPS. So when you asked if everybody kind of distrust GPS, no problem. Cause he's like, when the GPS says turn right, I turn right. I know I'm going to trust it because I'm like, yeah, but there's sometimes where you need to question because it might put you <laughs> off a cliff, right? <laughs> there's I've heard some some I've seen some stories where cars end up like in a river or something like that because they just follow the GPS. But that's just that was just my little caution for people. You trust <laughs> the it. physical GPS, yes, yeah, the physical part, right? Because that's what he was talking about in the car. He just he automatically trusts it because he has no sense of direction. So. Yes, for the most part, but still use some discernment. Be careful. But on the spiritual side, I, I really like the analogy um, of it really shows how when we put our trust in the Lord. And 
Well, actually, I should step back. It, it actually highlights the, the need for intimacy, right? We need to be able to hear the Lord and know what his voice sounds like. And when he's nudging us and, you know, some people might he say, I, I don't hear the Lord. But it might be like a nudge or a thought like, oh, I think you're supposed to go do this. And until you recognize that's the Lord's prompting, you're not going to have that ability to trust that, oh, that's the Lord leading me. I should go do it. So I think it highlights that we need to continue to push into intimacy, and that's an important uh, aspect of this. But it is cool once you start having that connection with the Lord, and you can trust that, okay, if he wants me to, I feel like this is from him, I can trust that it's it's for good. It's not to, like, harm me. It's not to, like, make me look stupid. Um, that is a cool way to live. So I thought the way he brought that to that GPS analogy was really good. I think that's an area that I've been probably growing in the most in the, in the past year is mm. positioning myself in a way that I can better hear God. I'm, I'm, I'm seeking more of his guidance and then being able to sense more of where and what he wants me to do or say. And, um, I think the retreat was a big affirmation towards that step too. And so there is a little bit of a, when, when you're when you're working on it, there's a little bit of doubt or fear that 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 kind of um, confronts you. But when you're able to you know step into those things and really exercise the faith aspect of it, it's cool to then experience what God wanted or has for you um, at the end of it. And so those things only help build that confidence. Um, you get better attuned to hearing God. Um, and you have, uh, I think, more opportunity and you're just more aware of the things that God is doing so that you can continue to um, align yourself with it. So on that, if, if you said you've been uh, growing in that area, have you seen it where it's like it's crazy difficult and hard to step into because it's like so beyond your um, what you feel you're capable of? Or do you feel like the Lord just kind of pushing you a little bit beyond what feels comfortable or is it more just like right in your wheelhouse and oh, I can do that. No problem. In, in the recent experiences, it's, it's funny because I have a deep conviction of, okay, I know what God wants me to say or he, what he wants me mm. to do. So there's this like, okay, I know this, mm. but like the gap between me actually doing it and knowing that's what I'm supposed to do and where I'm at, there's always that, not always, but, there's been this hesitancy of just like, I think all the fleshly things start to come up. Like, I hope, I hope I do it well, or I hope it sounds right. Or what if it doesn't work? Like you start, I start going to that place. And so I don't think it's something that has been beyond my capability where I'm like, wow, I wouldn't have been able to do this at all. But it's that I, I feel like, in certain things, it's God saying, well, do you, do you trust me? Mm-hmm. I'm like, but what if the, and it's like, <laughs> well, do you trust me? And like the rhetorical answer is like, yeah. So then it's like, why are these thoughts that you're having or these things that you're thinking of causing so much hesitancy? And I'm like, well, are you sure? And he's <laughs> like, well, do you trust me? I'm like, okay, I just got to do it or yeah. I'm just going to go. So I think th- it's been a, a, a enough of a challenge where I feel it. But it's not overwhelming where I'm like, oh, there's no way yeah, I could yeah, do yeah. this, right? Yeah. And I think that's why some of the examples that Pastor Sam used when he was talking about the GPS 
were impactful for me and I thought they were cool because a lot of the things that he was talking about and using as examples are things that he wouldn't have known the consequences if he said no. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. so if he had said no, it would have just been a, or if he wouldn't have listened and done the things that he felt like the Lord was asking him to do, he wouldn't, he would have just had a regular day. Yeah. But because he said yes to those things and he said, yes, Lord, I'll obey or yes, I'll turn left or I'll turn right or I'll go here or I'll go there. He was really blessed and he bl- he was able to bless someone else and Susan was able to bless someone else mm-hmm. through it. And so I thought that those were cool because some of them were so just simple mm-hmm. to just follow where the Lord leads. And so those are things that we could do regularly just to practice, just to practice seeing, just saying, I'm open, Lord. If you want to speak to me right now, just tell me, you know, do, should I eat this Big Mac or should I eat this <laughs> chicken nuggets or should I turn left here or should I turn right here or should I go to this event or should I not go to this event or, you know, just in some of these simple, easy things where the consequences are very low. And as we learn and how to discern and as we hear God's voice more clearly, then we can kind of build up our confidence in that we are hearing him clearly and then, you know, do some of the bigger ones too. Okay, so I got another question for both of you. So I think in the past I've seen it where, or I've had the the hesitation where like, I don't, it's better not to ask because if I ask, then I might get, I might get an answer that I don't want. <laughs> But have you had it when when you've asked and it's like either this or that and the Lord just goes, yeah, either one's fine. Because I think sometimes people think, wow, if I ask, I'm going to get like a this or that and I don't know if I'm ready for either one. or Because I've, I've had it where that's happened. Have you guys experienced the Lord that way? Yeah, that was um, one thing that in, in um, my preparation for getting married when Brittany and I w- were making certain decisions mm. – a lot of them were like, okay, let's both pray about it and we'll ask God and then we'll see. And we come back and be like, I don't feel like I got a super strong leaning one way or the other. And she was just saying like, you know, she started kind of getting in the mindset of like, what if we make the wrong choice? Or if, mm-hmm. And then I was praying about it and I was like, I don't think God would make it where it's like, okay, one's a trap door and one's mm-hmm. the right answer. Right, right. And so when I was praying about it, I said, you know, if we trust that God you know, has a plan for us and he's going to work things um, for our good. Maybe part of him not giving us a quote unquote answer, like the answer is like he trusts us. Mm -hmm. And so like as much as we have faith in him, like he wants us to know that like the ways that we've been raised, the ways that we're, we're going to him, like it's not about making necessarily the right or wrong choice, Mm -hmm. but like in faith, choosing to seek him through it and having trust in him in the decision. And I think that was a big step for us together and individually seeing like, okay, we were expecting it to just be like laid out for us and this is your option and you just stroll down that way. 100% clear. Yeah, but it was more like, no, you have to have enough confidence too in the ways that I've made you and know that I appreciate your discernment. I appreciate you guys being intentional with praying about it and, and, I'm 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 gonna work with you in whichever choice. It, neither of these are bad, or neither mm. of these are wrong, and so we. Uh, it's more about our process in making that decision than the decision itself. Mm. And so I think in a couple of areas, um, 
I've, I've felt that and I've had to just step and say, okay, well then in faith, like I trust that God, and then if it doesn't, he'll close the door and I'll be like, okay, you know, but uh, there's been a few that I know we've, we've stepped into that. It was like that. Mm. For me, uh, one time, or I don't know about one time, maybe it's been more, more than once because it might've been more difficult for me to receive, but there've been times where I've asked him, which decision should I make? And I felt like he said, which one do you want to make? And because I think for me, part of it was like, I want to be obedient. I want to do the one that you want me to do. Mm. But then I think, I feel like the Lord also said to me, it's like, but also want it to be for your, for you too. Mm. Right. So I, I think it was cool because I felt like there was like a kind of a give and take too. And it was like, he cared, he showed like, I care about you too. It's not just you care about me. I want you to know I care about you too. And Mm. so your cares, your wants, what you feel is important too. Mm. And so in this situation, I want you to choose Mm. and not just, okay, you're always going to do what I, you know, which I I felt like he honored that, Mm. that, that, that was my heart and my desire. But then at the same time, I felt like he said, I want you to know like your choices matter too. And I want, I want you to feel valued too. And I was like, Oh, you mean, (laughs) (laughs) mean, you mean what I think matters. (laughs) And so, yeah, I was able to receive it in a different way. So I I thought that was pretty cool. And I think that's really cool too, because that actually points to the, the, that we're friends of God, right? Because like friends, you can have that kind of dialogue, like it's give and take, it's kind of back and, well, what do you want? Well, what do you want? It's kind of that instead of like, okay, God, what do you have for me? Or what do you, yeah, taking direct orders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's that it's that aspect. That's one of the aspects that I think it's hard sometimes for us to grasp. Um, that we're we can be that kind of relationship with God. Yeah, that's probably why it happened more than once because it took a while <laughs> for me to grasp that. Right? Because I I do yeah I I feel like in for each of us there might be different areas that God wants to grow in at mm. in that season right. So for me in the seasons when I was asking that and I felt like He said, well, what do you want? What do you want? I was probably trying, he was probably wanting me to grow in that area mm. where, you know, I was coming, approaching it from the servant perspective. Like, what do you want, God? Yeah, and right, he was right. like, all right, you got that down. You're yeah. okay in that area. <laughs> I want you to grow in this other area too. So yeah, that, that was an interesting experience for me because it kind of changed my paradigm on, mm. on our relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to dive into it too deep, but I, I think kind of what you're highlighting to me too is the aspect of like our own wills in in all of this i think sometimes when things or i've over spiritualized certain things mm-hmm. and then it almost becomes like god's just gonna do it and so i just kind of sit back and i'm expecting this like almost like simulation because it's like well god's just gonna take care of it mm-hmm. And while, you know, God can and he, he makes a way and, and he works in ways that we can't comprehend, like the aspect of him wanting relationship with us and wanting intimacy in a relationship with us, like still involves us doing our part. And I think sometimes we can get caught up in the like, wow, like these people talk about like God did this and then he, you know, made this happen and then he did this and we are like, how come we don't experience, I I don't experience that. Mm -hmm. And we don't see the side of it of like, well, that person 
like wakes up every morning and does a quiet time with God. And so like they're that closely attuned to him. And so making these wild decisions or something like aren't as hard for them because their will is aligned with his. And so, okay, God, if you said you're going to do this, I'm going to do this, right? Where I think for me, like I, I was like, how do you even get there? And I think in this journey, um, in, in my faith, I've been learning more too, where it's like part of that, like you got to step up too. like, mm-hmm. okay, God, you you follow a God that is bigger than anything, but he loves you so much. He's giving you the choice to step into these things. So are you going to choose it or not? Like, yeah. are you going to walk it or not? And so then I'm like, oh, dang, like I can't just sit on the sidelines. Like God wants me to get in there and play. So Preach it, brother. yeah, it's like, you know, I think sometimes we're, we're so used to putting down our will. And, and I think in certain ways, like fleshly desires, definitely. Yeah. But when we can align our will with what God wants, then it's like, that's when you're the most dangerous because then you're willing to do stuff like Pastor Peter and, and you hear him, you're like, dude, that's crazy. I'll never do that, right? Or you hear these crazy stories. Part of it is, yeah, the way that that person is connected to God and has that much trust, they're willing to step into those things. And so I to bring it back, the simple things that you were saying sometimes God wants us to experience it and grow. And it's like that helps us build that so that when a more difficult decision comes, when something bigger comes, we're not just like thrown in the deep end sometimes, but it's like, no, I've seen God's faithfulness. I've been able to trust in him. I've been able to step into my identity and this, 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 and this. Okay. I could do this one. No, I, and it's, it's awesome. I'm glad you went down that path because Nemo and I have been having this conversation too, because she sees it in her job. Her profession is social worker at, a hospital where, you know, people can rely on medicine or this or that. And then, well, that's like a silver bullet. Like just, if I just take my pills, then everything's fine. But there's an aspect, well, yeah, that can help, but then there's still the will. Like, and in our discussion about uh, maturity, it's like to step into maturity, you might mature just by things happening around you a, a minimal amount. But really, like in prayer ministry too, like after something's revealed and we clean something up, well, that's a, that's a great step. You're re, you're removing something, but then what? Like you have to go then either maintain it and pursue that maturity that's available to you now because that's removed. But I think a lot of times that's the hard part. Like it's it's that act of the will. It's like we have to strengthen that, and you know you do it little by little. But it's it's just something that. Um, I think I'm, I'm really glad you brought it up because I think people need to be reminded of that because we can fall into that trap of uh, they, things are just supposed to happen or, or it's supposed to, not supposed to be this way or it shouldn't be this difficult or I'd already dealt with that. So why is it back again? And, um, and that's a, it's a constant thing for all of us. I'm just enjoying listening to you guys <laughs> talking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do feel like this is a good um discussion and i think maybe in the a cup in the next couple episodes we can expand on it a little bit because we are running a little bit yeah. long on time for this episode I, know, I took a little peek at the timer before i replied i'm I like oh. i was yeah i was like should i because i know this opens up a whole nother thing and mm-hmm. sorry think- sorry sorry to my small group because i that was my spiel this last <laughs> small group when we we're going through our thing but i really feel like it's important in 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 this day and age that yeah we yeah we need to rely on god but like we need to strengthen our own. Yeah, our, it, our own it's not a it's not a performance thing. No, right? it's not that. It's no. like no, like you said, it's a partnership. Like God's wants that relationship. He's calling us forward. Like I got you, but you gotta like take that step also. So yeah, 
Yeah, so I think th- I think this is a topic that we'll continue to talk about over the next couple, maybe th- at least the next episode, if not longer, because I think this is a good one for us to kind of talk about. But, uh, you know, so when Brett talks about being about it, don't just know <laughs> that he's encouraging us to be about it, but that he's trying to be about it too. And, and that's really about taking steps of faith to really have his actions align with what he's saying. Yeah, I'm trying my best. I I, <laughs> I can't say I do it perfect, but I, I I do feel that's something that God has continued to press on me, and it's like, okay, I need to continue to press into it as well. On the journey. Yep. Yep. So we will catch up with this topic a little bit more in the future. Brett, I've missed you on the show. <laughs> you sometimes guys are just, <laughs> sometimes just the two of us. It's like nothing against you, Damon, but I mean, like it's nice having a third one. Cause then it gives us time to think more too. Cause otherwise we're volleying stuff at each other and then we're getting mad. And it's like, you know, we're starting to not like each other as much. <laughs> no, just kidding. I know Kyle keeps throwing me under the bus with all these weird questions and I don't have time to respond. So now today I got, Hey, I'm going to ask both of you. See, Damon, you see how I did that? Now I'm going to ask both of you. You guys have been doing a fantastic job though. You guys, you've, you guys have been holding it down well. <laughs> and we do have an update on a special guest. So, we did get confirmation that Larissa will be on oh, yeah. in, a, oh, nice. in, in a few episodes. So looking forward to having Larissa on since she confirmed. And so I just want to put it out there and, so she can't and, back out now. And 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 I heard there there could be a, a possibility that Roxanne might join her. So Roxanne, Ooh. you're getting called out now too. So. Jeremy, you better slow down that 1.2 to 1 to make sure everything he, he can hear everything. <laughs> So Roxanne and Larissa come on together. We'll we'll make it fit for all of you, so we can uh, make it more comfortable. You don't have to be so nervous. And then Jeremy, we're calling you out too. You're gonna be. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna Jer- have you come Jer- on. I think soon Jeremy's too. fine. He can come on over here by himself with the boys over here, so he'll be good. Yeah, Jeremy told me he's down anytime, but I just wanted to put it out there that Jeremy, we're gonna have you on pretty soon. So, yeah, looking forward to all these guests coming up soon. Until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season. Thanks for listening to the Engage to Flourish podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and encourage you to subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so that you don't miss any new content. You can also check out our sister podcast, Catalyst Stories, available on multiple platforms as well. We would also love for you to check out our church. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Stanford Middle School in Long Beach.